we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you a special presentation of Two Nerds a Podcast, your home for everything movies, movie, music, video games, and everything in between. With your host, Bunny the Bruiser, and Dynamite, Jared Latching. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds, a podcast. We are Two Nerds. This is a podcast. I am Buddy the Bruiser. And I am Dynamite Jared. Dynamite Jared, my fucking dude. What's going on, my man? We've just been... We had a long day today. (laughs) It wasn't... I don't know. We didn't really do much. I don't know. We went out to eat. We went to, like, a park that was packed like it was Cedar Point. And, uh... Smoothies from pulp. I <laughs> can take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that part we could have done without for sure. But it was just uh, really hot, so I guess it felt like a long day. I mean, I was at work all day. You had some uh, quality time with my wife while uh, we were gone. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got to keep her entertained, buddy. Yeah. You may notice um, conspicuous by his absence is Midnight Miles. Some were starting to call the show Two Nerds a Podcast. Featuring Midnight Miles, but he's been gone for like the past couple of weeks. Was he in the clip show at all? Yeah, he was because we played the um, our little WrestleMania mm. preview and also the violence and media discussion. If you haven't checked out the clip show from last week, subscribe, hit that like button, smash you know, smash all the buttons except for the dislike. Yeah, and uh, and leave us more ratings on Apple Podcasts. I think we have like four or five ratings, but we can always use a few more. Um, so if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you go ahead and do that. Do we know everyone personally? That's I don't. It doesn't tell you us. who rated it, but it does say who left a review of it. But I think this person meant to leave the review for House of Horror, <laughs> but and they did the wrong one because the review says astronomical buddy is a blessing love hearing all horror stories from dad long duck interesting so, interesting wh- so whomstever that is yeah dad long duck uh you migrate over to the two nerds podcast that was on the two nerds podcast. i know but obviously he's talking about the house of horror all right and uh Migrate over here. Migrate over here. Talk about how dynamite Jared is a is a is a is curse. A, is a, ble- a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. Um. But what I want to talk about today, um, since Miles is not with us, and I know he has a lot of things to say about Resident Evil, this might come out after the Resident Evil show. I'm not sure when it. This might be for the next clip show. Depending like, uh, on when Midnight Miles when he arrives, notoriously late. Midnight Miles is not only. Because his name starts with an M, and it sort of rolls together. Midnight Miles he usually rolls out around midnight <laughs> um, when he's like, "All right, I'll be there at eight thirty, bro." If you ever do business with Midnight Miles, just don't, <laughs> just don't do business with this man. He's never on time. Is just, it's just a bad deal. Like you were saying today, like how is he on time for work? Uh, <laughs> like, I, it's a mystery. Mysteri- like and and you know what? Also, like uh, seeing movies, he's always on time for the movies too. Because he got he's got to get there for the previews, and then he does not seeing a credits. movie at your house. Don't ever invite him to see a movie at your house because you're gonna fall asleep. It's gonna be like eleven fifty nine when he shows up with like the worst movie you've ever seen <laughs> in your entire life. Speaking of which, is what you wanted to talk about Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It? Oh, that wasn't what I was planning on talking about, we, but we certainly can, um, because it is topical. I was going to say we do a little Ghost of Tsushima discussion, but we can do both. 
because um, we watched Conjuring. The devil made me do it to him last <laughs> night, and well, that fucking sucked. Well, it, was, <laughs> it was pretty fucking bad. I I I don't even like feel like we can discuss much about it because I was just so like. I was, like, astral projecting as this movie was happening. I just, like, my brain couldn't handle how fucking dull the movie was. I just, like, was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in this plane of existence right now. So, like, my experience with the Conjuring films, um, I've seen the major ones. I haven't seen the, some of the spinoffs, like The Nun or The Curse of La Llorona, which you have seen. No, I, I haven't seen La Llorona. Which one did you see? I haven't seen any of them. Oh, I thought you saw La Llorona. I just criticized it openly because oh, I saw. <laughs> I thought you because I saw it. the trailer and I was like, "Wow, this looks like every horror movie that's ever come out in the past like five years." Um, and the first Annabelle is trash. I like the second Annabelle, Annabelle Creation. I think, I the reason I think it's so good is because the bar was set so low, and the fact that it's like actually. Somewhat good, like it's not like groundbreaking cinema or anything, but it builds good suspense. It has some good scares in it. Um, and I did not see Annabelle Comes Home, which I don't know if you're familiar with the plot of this one. The Warrens go on a weekend getaway and they have a house sitter, and the Annabelle doll just kind of goes nuts when the house sitter is at the house. Is it does it also claim to be based on a true story? I, I think that one is purely fictional. I cannot okay. imagine. They would have a Are the Warrens sitter. even in the movie? Like, do yeah, they, they, they like come at the beginning and they come at the end. Okay. Like at the beginning, they're like, "All right, here's the keys. Here's the fucking doll. Don't mess with it." And then, they, I think they show. I I haven't seen the film, but then I imagine they show up at the end. So, um, you. I mean, you say you like the second one only because the bar was set so low with the first one. But it it is a good film. Like, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm just saying it's not like groundbreaking cinema or anything. But I do enjoy the film. I think it's your wife, Beck Nasty, like speaks very highly of it. She like really wants me to watch Annabelle Creation. It's good. Like, if you were gonna watch one out of the Conjuring universe based on the ones I've seen, like I think that's better than the Conjuring one and two. Um, the first one I thought was underwhelming. I don't remember much about the second one. Apparently Marilyn Manson is in the second one. Controversial figure these days. Well, controversial figure always, but now he's an actual scumbag. Not, not the actual Marilyn Manson. I'm assuming that the deity or whatever that's in the second conjuring. Oh, I thought you meant the. uh, Appears to look similar to Marilyn Marilyn Manson or something. I I just read, uh, Rick the Dick's, uh, review of it. On Letterboxd and, you know, was saying... That it looked like Marilyn Manson. They're, like, doing battle with Marilyn Manson or oh. something. I see, I see. Um, but, yeah, so this one, I mean, it came out on HBO Max, and we were hanging out, so we're like, whatever, we'll pop it on. I had suggested we watch Godzilla's Revenge, but I was shot down. <laughs> mm, it's, it's like, uh... I'm not quite... I'm not sure if, if that was a mistake or not. I don't know. The, both... Both of those movies are pretty shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla's Revenge is dog shit. Uh, Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It is dog shit. Uh, I mean, I just sat up, like, halfway through the movie, and I was like... I'm gonna play Dokkan on my phone real quick. This is dog shit. Like, that movie sucked. Like, there was no suspense. I felt that there were no, like, real stakes to it. I mean, like, yeah, the fucking dude is possessed or whatever, but, like, it's not, like, some, like, big, like... I don't know. Like, it's not like... 
It was the most. It was the most. Like what they say, like heinous case yet or something. That's what they say at the beginning of it. Yeah, they have like the text pop up. I haven't even seen the first two, but if they're less heinous than that, then I there's no need for me to watch them because, God, that sucked. Oh my God, it was trash. I don't even know. Don't watch. Don't watch Conjuring Three unless I guess you're a Conjuring super fan. Like if you like obsessed with the the Warrens, then from what I've heard, they're actually like they were very like shitty people. <laughs> like from what I've heard, they like they would show up to these places like uninvited and kind of like make shit worse. Like the real life versions of them, but. I don't know how accurate that is. That's just what I've heard. The perception that I got from them, because there's a clip at the end of the movie where it's... They're on, like, a talk show. That's, like, the real clip of them, like, on a talk show. The perception that I got from them is that uh, I I instantly did not like them. Like, (laughs) Like, it was, you know, freaking 1970, and the lady's sitting there and like, her freaking, like... 1800s like out blouse (laughs) and like just uh, it was like one of those things where you like they're like right up there with like televangelists and stuff like that to me like the perception that I just picked up from them instantly was like okay these people are full of shit right yeah I can understand that yeah I haven't looked too much into the the real life versions of them but I know that like I've heard like, on, like, podcasts and shit, like, they would have some of the families, like, come on the show that were, like, involved in, like, these actual, like, cases, and they were, like, no, the Warrens, like, fuck them, or, like, whatever, and, like, they don't even really, like, like to talk about it, or the films, really, because it's not, like, accurate to what happened with even their relationship with them, because they kind of, like, made things worse from what they were saying, so. Right, well, I mean, obviously, I know the the films aren't can't be accurate to real life, because... Maybe this third one was accurate to real life because it was not interesting. It seemed like nothing happened. It was like not very interesting. Like, I didn't feel that way to you. Like, the the stakes just like weren't that high. Like, just it was the one dude that was possessed, and he invited the demon into him. But apparently, no one else in the room heard except for Ed Warren. No one heard him inviting the demon into him. I thought that was a little strange, but I don't know. It was just. Like, like you said, it's hard to even talk about it because, yeah, it was just very dull. Like, I don't know about the stakes or whatever. I, I mean, I guess there were stakes, like, proving the dude's innocence. I just didn't care. Like, and, I mean, by the end of the movie, because it's based on a real case where someone, the guy got, like, manslaughter or whatever. Um, like, I, th- like, I... Like, in the real life, I don't believe for a second that the dude was possessed by a demon when he murdered someone. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just a skeptic and I don't really believe in, like, demonic possession, but I don't know. Where do you stand on demonic possession? I think a lot of it is more existing, like, mental issues. Um, Where, like, yeah, like, in that person's head, they they think that they are possessed, but I don't think that there's anything actually, like, demonic going on. Like, I so think it's all mental You think illness. that they have, like... I mean, I'm sure there's some cases... Dementia but, or something. Well, or, I don't know if it would be dementia, but I don't I don't know what it would be called, but I think a lot of it is more, like, unresolved mental health issues. Do um, you think 
that this man was on LSD. He appeared to be on LSD in this movie. In this movie, was, it was definitely portrayed that he this, was on some sort of narcotics. Like, it was definitely, like, uh, in the movie, it was, like, portrayed that, like, being possessed is, like, a bad trip. Yeah. Basically. Um, but, yeah, like, as you said, it's hard to even talk about it because... I mean, I felt there was, like, no real, like, genuine suspense in it. Like, I don't know, like, the entire time we were, like, none of the jump scares worked. Like, we were just kind of, like, sitting there and recovering from our Indian food. Like, I don't know, like, I wasn't, like... I may have hated it more due to the fact that I haven't seen any of the other ones. And maybe the fact that the Warrens, as characters, have been built up through the first and second movie to the point in this movie... Where I maybe if you're not familiar with their journey to this point, that there's nothing in this movie to make you really interested in them as people, as characters. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, I'm I'm really giving it the benefit of the doubt here. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you didn't like this one, I mean, I can't remember how much better. I mean, this is definitely the worst out of the three Conjuring movies. The ones that are called The Conjuring, but I just I can't remember how much better the other ones are. Like it's not like astronomically better, but this one is definitely the weakest one, like by far. Like I think out of those three, um, I it was just really boring. It just yeah. wasn't interesting at all. I mean, there. It's not like they had a, like a bunch of bad dialogue or acting or bad production values or anything like that. It was really just very fucking boring. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I do like that we watched it here uh, for free, essentially, instead of all going to a theater and mm. paying for it. Mm, so that yeah. is a bit, that's why I, it's a big plus with this HBO Max and the same-day release kind of thing. Um, so I was stoked about that. But glad we saw Godzilla in the theaters. And I and missed a couple other ones. I wanted to see, like, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah and some other things they did same-day release, but I, I didn't watch them, but... Did you watch Mortal Kombat yet? I didn't know because you said not to. Did I really just say not to watch well, it? Well, you said it sucked, so I was like, all right, I'm not going to uh, bother. It's just like, I mean, I don't even think I rated it on Letterboxd because I fell asleep. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe watch it and see for yourself. I just didn't enjoy Well, from it. everyone I've heard talk about it, they say they don't like it. So I would imagine I wouldn't either. Um... And yeah, I was never really the biggest Mortal Kombat fan. Like, I've never, like, I don't know, it was never something I was, like, super into. So, like, I wasn't, like, that excited for the film as it was. So, I don't know. I'll probably never see it. As a kid, I was, like, super, like, hype about Mortal Kombat. See, I was a Soul Calibur kid. Like, if they made a Soul Calibur film, like, I'd be into that. But, like, I was, Mortal Kombat, we just never, I never really played it, really. Well, see, what you just said to me is, like, like pretty exemplary of like why you're not a Mortal Kombat guy because I guess maybe you were either too young or maybe not even born yet when Mortal Kombat was like at its like fucking like cultural peak. Yeah, at its peak I was very young. Like I, those films were coming out when I was like 2 or 3 and then like I never really played them in the arcades much because at that point they had like fucking like Tekken 4 and like all these like other right, games. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, I remember when it was like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, and those were, like, the fu- the only fighting games that you right. had on the block. And, of course, you would always want to play Mortal Kombat. It had blood in it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, 
Mortal Kombat was a huge deal when I was a kid, and I was like really into it. I was never good at it, just like I just thought it was the coolest thing. Like I would watch my brother play it, and you know he'd be doing like all the fatalities and stuff, and like I don't know, it was just cool. It was cool uh, back then. Yeah, that was something that Soul Calibur didn't really have. It didn't really have like the epic like fatalities or like death things. They just kind of like I like Soul down. Calibur. I honestly think Soul Calibur is a better game. Than like any Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, I like. I, I really like Soul Calibur Two was my main one because um, they had that on GameCube, and of course, I personally think that's the best version of the game because it does have Link in it. Right. Yeah. So I had the Soul Calibur Two with Link in it as well. I also got Soul Calibur Three when that came out with the create a character mode and like the right, little quest yeah, yeah. mode. That was cool. Um, those games are fun. I like yeah. that. You know what's another fun game? It's a game I just started, but it's a game that you are very. But you just beat it, actually. Yeah, earlier this week. Yeah, so Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I wanted to have this discussion because it's kind of like a unique perspective with someone who's just starting a game and someone who just finished the game. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the uh, the seasoned sensei, and then I'm the the young Padawan, uh, as you will, or what the Star Wars lingo, or what. Well, <laughs> See, yeah, sensei and Padawan. That's yeah. the Star Wars lingo. <laughs> yeah, well, not sensei, but. You know what I'm saying? The guy, the the seasoned vet, and the guy just starting out. Jared's back is killing him, so you know he's he's been doing some many martial arts in his day. Yeah. Um, but game, I was very excited to play, um, and I've just been waiting for it to go on sale forever since I got my PS5, um, and I finally got it. Bit the bullet, got the fucking game, and I've just started it. I had one session with it, played for about two hours, and yeah. What about you, fam? Well, I mean... Because you were excited to play it, too, and then you finally got it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I mean, I played the shit out of it, so, you know, obviously I liked it. I, you know, I didn't... I haven't beaten the game 100%. Um, Even after you beat the game, like, any Mongol camps that you don't, like, uh, you know, I guess liberate or whatever, like, you go in and kind of take back the the areas of Tsushima that uh, the Mongols have encamped at or whatever. And a lot of them are optional. You just kind of see them as you're going around. And um, at the beginning, there's more of a point to them because as you kill them, as you kill like the Mongol leaders in there, it fills up a gauge that um, leads to like your next stance that you get. There's four stances in the game. Um, so, but once after I got my fourth stance, then it wasn't like a re- real high priority to take out like the optional Mongol camps. Because you're done powering up that. The only system, other right? thing that they do is they open up. Um, you might not have looked yet at your map, um, but on your map, like everything is like whited out undiscovered right yeah, yeah until you either ride through it or when you take out a mongol camp it opens up like a pretty big chunk of the map like that, that territory that, that like, it'll just charged. show like and then once you do that like it'll kind of show in that region like what um the question marks will come up so that could be like a fox den which you go to the fox den like you go to the fox den's and there's always a fox there. You follow the fox to, like, a shrine, and then once you honor the shrine, it will open up 
like it'll do a gauge just like when you kill the leaders and once you fill out the gauge you get like a new charm slot and you put on charms to like right. boost your stats and stuff like that it'll be the fox den a hot spring hot springs will like fully recover your health and increase your maximum health by like a small amount or a bamboo strike and uh bamboo strikes you know you do a certain amount of them and then your resolve will increase so, like, you'll get those question marks once you, like, open up those areas, like, of the map. You'll see where they are. So, if you want to, you know, go, like, fucking do the admittedly repetitive side quests to, right, yeah. you know, get the thing. Though Hot Springs, and I mean, none of them are really side quests. The one that's most quest about it is the damn... Um, fox dens which it's really not you just follow the fox for like two minutes and then you end up at like a a shrine there's also other shrines that could possibly be like the question marks but those ones are kind of almost like a fucking dungeon you kind of have to like there's always like the bridge is out you always have to find like the alternate route to get up to it right and, like, you'll need the grappling hook for it. And it's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, like, and I was telling you this. I was, like, exploring the game a little bit because I had just started. I didn't want to do all the main story stuff, like, boom, boom, boom. I kind of wanted to, like, take my time with the game. And so, like, I started walking up, like, this mountain or whatever. And it got to a sign that, like, said, like, a shrine was, like, up ahead. So, like, I went mm. up to it. And a menu literally popped up on the screen and it said, like, don't go here. You don't have the item that you need. Um, which yeah, is kind of weird, like, 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 it's kind of weird that, like, a game would, like, do that, because, like, I don't know, like, in Breath of the Wild or, like, any other game that's, like, open world, if you're, like, at a place and, like, you're not supposed to be there yet, and, like, it doesn't say, like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, you, but, you owe all, like, two of our listeners a drink, uh, for yeah, not having phone your phone on silent. No, that was actually the computer, so there's nothing I could really do about that other than oh. to mute the computer, which I will do. Because I normally do when we record, but I forgot. So, there it goes. So, the computer will not ding again. There you go. So, uh, leave your drink order in the comments yeah, below. Yeah, down below, drink orders For below. Buddy, Buddy the Bruiser. And also, let us know uh, in the comments down below if you like Midnight Miles. If you want him back <laughs> on the show. If you want him on the show for a more like, regular basis, let us know in the comments below. Or if you think that he's a piece of shit like me and Buddy do, <laughs> then... Um, you know, let us know that too. We'll be more than happy to tell him to his face, show him your comments and what the listeners think, and uh, give him the boot based on what you <laughs> based on what you're saying. Based or not. on your suggestions. Yeah, so um, but yeah, Miles has not played Ghost of Tsushima, so this one and he, he never, never will. will. He never will. He's he's always like, Oh man, yeah, I I wanna play it. It looks good, and then he'll fucking like after he beats Resident Evil Eight for like the Tenth time, he will probably start like Resident well, Evil he, Two again or something. Well, he said he was gonna play Skyrim for his winter game. As he's been hyping it up as his winter game, um, so that's what he's been doing. Um, we kind of just dove into the game, but we didn't really explain what the game was. Um, and it feels like the game was tailor made for you, Jared, um, because it's the kind of game that it's the gameplay that I know you enjoy, and it's subject matter that I know you enjoy because you're very into the the Japanese heritage. Um, and culture. Um, so why don't you let's let's just say what the game is if someone hasn't heard of the game or whatever. So it's basically about um, 
It's basically breath. It's like Samurai Breath of the Wild with no puzzles, basically. Like, which I, you know, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't mind if they threw some puzzles. <laughs> they threw, some puzzles, they threw some puzzles. If they literally made it Samurai Breath of the Wild, I would have been like, mm. like, yeah. So as opposed to like uh, the shrines in Breath of the Wild, where you have to solve a puzzle, maybe defeat some monsters and shit to like you know, activate the shrine or whatever it is in that and goes to Tsushima that those are pretty much replaced with like Fox shrines or like normal shrines that are not really puzzles or Mongol encampments, which is basically you go in there, you kill everyone. And then like after you kill everyone, it will literally go to like a cutscene where like all the Japanese people basically like, move back in and they're like fixing the town back up and they have like their horse carriages and the merchants are coming in and stuff and and the weather's nice and, right. and everything you know it's it's like when uh in lion king when scar takes over and the weather is just automatically shit yeah and then as soon as uh, simba's back in control every the the rain comes and everything all the plants grow back and everything so so like this is like kind of like a fictional recount of um events in Japanese history that took place before the period where the game takes place. It's kind of confusing. Like based on the way the people are acting and dressed and all this shit in the game, uh, you know, the, and they talk about the Shogun and, and stuff like that. I, so I would say that based on like, kind of like all that, the game kind of takes place in like the Tokugawa era or, you know, yeah. Or yeah, probably the Tokugawa era. Um, because like he was the first like dude to actually like unify Japan under like the Shogun. Um, like other dudes came close, like, uh, Nobunaga came really close. And then, uh, Hideyoshi, or I, I think he's always the most forgettable for me. But there was one more guy; he came really close. And then after that, Tokugawa Ieyasu uh, did um, pretty much united all of Japan under the Shogun. Like the Shogun was like the supreme, right? Like ruler. Um, I mean, obviously the emperor was like the supreme ruler, but he was like kind of like the figure, like a figurehead, kind of like the Queen of England is now. Right. At yeah. that point, the dude that was really calling the shots was the Shogun, which is like the highest military like kind of guy whatever um when mongols actually tried to invade japan was before all that it was i think that there were samurai in japan but it wasn't like this kind of like advanced like um notion of you know it wasn't like fucking kenshin's like walking around right, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that fighting and, for the rebellion you know, yeah um and when the mongols actually uh took over like they i think they tried twice and in both times i think they both got like deuce ex machina like they got like i know for a fact at least one time they got hit with like a tsunami like when their ships were coming into port (laughs) like they basically just got fucking smacked with a tsunami and then like the japanese like the samurai and and shit like kind of picked up the scraps like when they got the the shore otherwise like japan would have been fucked both times um but in this game they do get to shore 
and um, you're you play as Jin Sakai, and uh, kind of like the plot of the game is like all the samurai pretty much get wiped out uh, by the Mongols, like in this battle, like right at the beginning of the game, and like Sakai uh, gets rescued by uh, this like thief girl or whatever. And she kind of like shows him like how to be like stealthy and like sneak around. And it's kind of like a moral dilemma for him because as a samurai, this is another part that's like fictional about the game, but it's also fictional about a lot of portrayals of samurai in media. But it was a big issue when the game came out, but like a lot of realists were like coming forward and being like, you know, the code of honor thing, like, didn't really exist for samurai. And by the time that it was really kind of like a thing, like, it wasn't something that was like strictly adhered to. Right. Cause even at the beat, cause like, at, it's obviously at the beginning of the game and she's like, oh, you gotta sneak behind these guys and do this and that. And he's like, no, like we're samurai. We face them head on. We announce that we're here. You always want to look your opponent in the eye as you kill them or whatever. Right. And and they say that in his training or whatever, when he's like training with his uncle or whatever. Yeah. You don't never strike from the back. And it's like a big plot point in the game is kind of like his progression towards using like basically ninja tactics to combat the Mongols. Um, you know, like whatever. And like, that's kind of like the driving force behind the plot in the game. In reality, there are missions in the game that you do have to do like that style of gameplay. But, um, in reality, there's like three different ways you can play the game. Like you can play like as a samurai, walk into a Mongol encampment. It literally has the standoff mechanic right? Yeah. where you just walk in, announce, like announce that you're there basically like come in. Like, Are you cowards? Like, and yeah. like, and then everybody will like come surround you and then you can like just start killing everybody straight up or you can sneak in stealth fucking metal gear, solid style, Tenchu style and just like take everybody out slowly. Um, or you could just be an archer. There's bow and arrow in this game too. You just like kind of kind of a distance. (laughs) You're just sniping people and stuff, which is kind of stealth style too. Like when I most of the time I when I was playing, I wouldn't use my bow and arrow unless I was doing stealth. But you could technically like find like a good spot, like you know, higher ground, and like everybody's running at you and just like right take them out like that. Um, and then obviously there's all kinds of like tools for the ghost, you know, like smoke bombs and sticky bombs and kunai and, and stuff like that, that you can unlock as you progress that kind of work towards your stealth, you know, kind of gameplay. I played mostly as like a samurai. I, I would do standoffs like crazy. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to do. Cause I know there's like an achievement for standoffs. That's something I've really liked about PS5, by the way. Cause I mean, I've never been on a system where you're, like, getting trophies and other people can, like, see your stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, on Nintendo, like, they don't have, like, a trophy system or anything. So that's just something I've really enjoyed being on PlayStation now. Because um, on PS2, they didn't have that shit. Um, yeah, the yeah. the last one I had. No, so. yeah. Um, Xbox introduced it in that console generation. But then Sony didn't pick it up until PlayStation 3. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get some of the trophies, and one of them is like beat so many people in a standoff. So I'm doing standoffs every time I can so far. Yeah, I'll I'll just give you a hint right now on that trophy. You're not going to be able to get it until you get the Sockeye family armor and level it up to its max. Okay, <laughs> so don't worry about it. Yeah, don't beginning. worry about it right now. Like, and that's why that's why I wanted to have this discussion. I was hoping you'd give some yeah, tips I, and tricks. I and got I got that trophy. The only way to get it is to have the Sockeye family armor fully leveled because when you do that, um, and. There might even be like another another piece of equipment that you need to level up, but like when you do that, it will it increases your um, standoff opponent like kill count to five, which okay. is what the trophy is: kill five opponents in a standoff, in, like in one standoff. So basically, once you start leveling up your armors and stuff to where your standoff will get to like five, and I think one of them might even be on just like your sword. Like, as you level up your sword, one of them might just be, like, increases your standoff kill. Because, like, mine was up to three without the Sakai family armor. I could kill three people in one standoff. But then the extra two could only come from... It's not It's not your sword. It's, it's uh, your personal, like, abilities. Like, you use your technique points. Use technique points to unlock up to three people kill in one standoff, and then Sakai family armor gives you the additional two when it's fully leveled up, and right. then you could kill five and one. So then it just ends up, you know, being they charge you, you bato jutsu the first guy, and then it goes into slow motion as like another guy charges you, and you have to time your hit like just right when he comes, time your hit just right when the next guy comes, and then. Once you kill your fifth right. guy, it'll just go into a right. Yeah, because I didn't again. realize. Yeah, because all the standoffs I've done so far is just the one guy. Yeah, you can so only I do was, the so one I'm guy. Like, so I was like, um, "Is this next part not part of the standoff?" Like I just didn't understand the mechanic of it. I guess. Yeah. Um. So it's all it's all in that same style. It has it's to all be all in the okay. same standoff to get the the five kill trophy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really enjoyed the game so far. Um. I really like the art style. I think the game looks beautiful yeah it looks it's amazing. absolutely gorgeous it looks better i mean it's weird because like resident evil came out like a year later but looks way better than resident oh it looks evil. better like, than like, resident like, evil for like, sure like yeah. a billion times the better. environments and stuff and i feel like the environments in resident evil are supposed to be ugly but literally the amount of detail in the environments in ghost of tsushima is just better for like a game that i guess is like kind of sort of like on the next gen you know like yeah and the, uh, it does give you several options when you start the game um, on your lang- language settings and on the way you want the game to look. Um, I had started the game in the, is it just called the Kurosawa mode? Yeah, Kurosawa mode. Um, and it was in black and white, and then within like five minutes I turned it off because I couldn't see anything. Yeah. And then as you said, it sort of does like a disservice to the, to the game because it just looks so great in color. Yeah, I understand why they put it in there because obviously the people that made this game are just like huge like Kurosawa and like samurai like film like fans. You know what I mean? Like, you can just, like, tell, like, the fuck, like, the whole, like, honor and stuff like that. They love Seven Samurai and shit like that, you right, know? Like, yeah. but, um, so I understand why it's there. To me, it's kind of just like a, I, I think I would have preferred if they made that, like, uh, unlockable after you beat the game the first time. You unlock Kurosawa. Right, mode, it would have been a good, like, like completion bonus or you something. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, 
maybe like Kurosawa mode only does the cutscenes like that or something. Right. Like, yeah. Because I tried doing because I did it like right at the beginning. I tried doing like the big fight that you mentioned where everyone's getting killed off, and I was like, I can't even like see where I'm going basically. Um, and yeah, so I turned that off right away. I will say, play the game in Japanese with subtitles. Um, it, I did turn the English on a couple times just when I was, like, going to the bathroom or whatever because I don't like pausing it, like, during Isn't a cutscene. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you mentioned it earlier to me, but, I mean, I thought, like, because I've... I instantly put it on Japanese. I was like, all right, this movie take right, this This game takes place in Japan. All Japanese dudes, like, gotta have it in Japanese. Like, I'm, I'm gonna feel weird when all these fucking, like, Japanese dudes come up on the screen and just start speaking English. And I watched a video on YouTube that where the guy, for some reason, had it in English because I guess he doesn't like reading subtitles. But uh, I heard like the voices, and I was just like, "Like the voice, Ew, the like, voice, like I don't think the voice acting is like bad, but it just doesn't like feel right, and it doesn't like look right." Because I, I even in a, I think in an anime, it's like more acceptable, except for in like JoJo. Um, <laughs> That's the exception. Well, I just feel like in JoJo, like. Because the, like, the, they're doing the British accents and stuff. I just feel like in JoJo, like, yeah, the British accents are god-awful. And I understand, like, it takes place in, like, Great Britain and stuff in the first in the first gen. But, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, you know, like, the Japanese language lends itself so well to, like, over the top, like, talking, oh, yeah, for sure, which is like what JoJo to me is like all about. Like, what is like the you know, fucking like sticky fingers, you know, like that shit. Like, I love that stuff. So, like, watching JoJo, and I can't imagine like some sticky fingers, like, or you right, know, yeah. like, like, so, uh, you know. Whatever, but like, and I feel like in most anime, like I'm watching Monster right now, and I'm watching it dubbed. Um, for one thing, it takes place in Germany, so I mean, like, should I put on the German dub? No, I don't even think it exists, but <laughs> it probably does. But on YouTube, it's all on YouTube, by the way. If you ever want to watch Monster, it's really good. I recommend it. But um, it's um, either on in Japanese or English dub on YouTube. So. Um, I just was like, okay, English dub and the dub for it has been really fucking good. I feel like in anime, the characters are so nondescript, usually like in their like ethnic features, unless a dude's black, they'll make goddamn sure, you know, he's black. You know what I mean? But like, you know, like all the Japanese or white care, like somebody, somebody would literally have to come in if it's an anime and literally be like, oh, I'm from America. And they'll be like, oh, you're American, you know, but like, and they'll look exactly the same, you know. Um, in a game like this, like the, the characters are Japanese and they look Japanese because it's like a, you know, a game done in the style of realism. So like. To like have like these Japanese ass fucking samurai dudes coming up to me and be like, Lord Sakai, please help me, you know, like or something like that. Yeah. I, no, I need the guy Sakai Saba, you know, like Onigashimasu. Like, you yeah. know? So you know, like I'd never even considered Eng- uh, English for the game. Yeah, but and, it is toggable on and off. It just makes you go back to your latest like 
save point, which when I did it, it was literally like during a, a cutscene, so it just started the cutscene over for like five seconds. Mm. But, um, but yeah, and then you can turn the black and white mode on and off as as you want. It doesn't make you go back to a save point or anything. That's just a simple like color switch. So, um, yeah, I mean, w- w- in this game, when the when it's like nice weather out and you're just riding through like the environments and like the trees have like the different color leaves and like you can see the ocean and and like the grass is blowing in it's the a wind beautiful game, yeah. and shit like i you know i just can't imagine like uh, that in black and white would make it like so drab looking to me which i mean cool i guess i don't know but there's parts in the game where you have to like track people right like based on footprints okay it, it happens a lot. Like I tracked a bear in that tutorial thing when you're training. When oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So. Um, yeah. Like there's a lot of like my biggest criticism of the game is that like a lot of the quests and stuff are really repetitive. It's like you show up somewhere, they're like, "Oh my god, my son!" You know, like I haven't heard from him in days. You know, or whatever. Like, okay, I'll go check it out. And then you show up at the dojo, and it's like, no one's there, but there's blood on the floor. You know what I mean? Right, so you're yeah. like, okay, what's going on? I have to investigate. And, like, like I did. then want- you'll find, like, you'll follow the blood to the footprints, and then you'll follow the footprints for, like, a mile, and then find, you know, the son or, or whoever kidnapped him or, or whatever. And, like, that happens all the fucking time. Yeah, I already did one of the first like side quests or whatever. I don't know how far along in the game it actually is because I was just wandering around. But it was like a guy who was like, "Oh my, my wife and son, they took my house or whatever." And then you go and like you kill the Mongols that are at the house, and then you have to like track down the river a little bit, and then you find like the blood. And it turns out like they oh died. yeah they, 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 they died, died or yeah. But so I'm looking forward to a lot more of that. You're saying There's yeah that the that happens <laughs> all the fucking time. I wish they would have like. More variety in Var- there. Like, varied it a little bit. But, I, like, that's my biggest criticism of the game. Otherwise, like, as far as, like, combat and, like, exploration goes, like, rock solid. Like, I, like, actually like fucking, like, riding around my horse because you can just see all the beautiful scenery. And then, then when you come across a bunch of Mongols, I'm always, I'm never, like... Oh man, another fight! Like I need to avoid it. No, I always love killing these motherfuckers. So, like, here, so here's a question for you because this was a big point of I don't want to say contention with my wife, but we're you know we're the most indecisive people of all time. What color horse did you pick? I picked the black horse. You did. So that's the black, third. Black one. Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah. I picked the black horse and I called it. I named him Kage, uh, like Shadow. I named my. That was my name as well. I went with that first horse, like the grayish one. Right. Um, but yeah, I was literally sitting there and I'm like, I like all three of these horses. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I was like, Be- beautiful steeds <laughs> here. Yeah. It was tough, tough yeah. decision. Uh, another thing you can, you can do really is like, once you kill Mongols, like any stable or, or anything, like you can basically get up and ride any horse. In the oh, okay. Game. Yeah. Like it, you can just take off on pretty much any horse. will let you ride it. It's not like a weird thing. Like in Zelda, I think you have to like tame horses and shit. Yeah, and then you have to keep them at a stable. And yeah. You can switch them out, but yeah, you have to like capture the horses or whatever. I, I remember uh, the big thing in that was I had to like capture like the fucking gigantic horse. Yeah. <laughs> like the big ass horse and then uh, Zelda's horse 
It yeah. was like in a field somewhere and right. it was like ridiculous to tame. Um, but yeah, do you have any other tips and tricks for someone who's just starting out? Because, I don't know, like, I feel like I'm so far so good, but if there's anything the like, I should be aware of. I think that you should seek out as many Mongol leaders as you can and just kill them as early as possible. Unlock all of your stances early, because each stance is advantageous against different types of enemies. So right now you just have the basic stance. It's strong against swordsmen. Okay, but like the next one you're going to unlock is like the wind stance or whatever. And it's advantageous against shield. Like dudes have sword and shield. Right. And then after that, you'll unlock like probably the most useful stance in the game, which is like the moon stance or something like that. And do you have to like toggle in between these or does it automatically do you you do in the middle of battle you will like you kill one guy and then you'll see like okay this guy has sword and shield you hold down like i think r2 and it like everything will kind of like go into like slow motion and you it's literally just hold r2 it'll pop up in the corner and then it's like x circle triangle or square to switch to them so yeah then you switch to like the the shield one and then you do like some uh, triangle yeah. triangle attacks on the guy with the shield, and you'll break his guard with like fucking two or three hits because you have the good stance against him now. And then you just do your squares on him, and he's fucking gone. And the most useful one is the 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 triangle one, which is for spears, because those motherfuckers with spears before you get that stance, it's a joke. Like they're so goddamn like broken, like. You'll just be sitting there, like, fighting some guy, and they're just, like, yeah, <laughs> poking you in the ass and, and shit. You couldn't they're... see the, the little silence Jared was poking me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's, they're so busted that once you unlock that stance, one of the tech, like, the one of the first techniques that you get is, like, an auto parry where, like, if they're coming at you, instead of using, like, the actual parry thing, as long as you're attacking you will parry their spear. Right. And it'll just, like, auto-parry them if you're attacking, and then you will just fucking come up. Admittedly, I know I'm going to have a lot of problems with combat because I can tell that there's going to be, like, a lot of, like, blocking and stuff involved, probably, and I never fucking block in games. I'm just, like, gung-ho, like, fucking attack as fast as possible. Yeah, it's, like, you got to look for your, like, right opening. I didn't block that much until later in the game but even then it was kind of like one of those things where i have to like think like okay i want to block him because if you hit once you unlock perfect parry and if you hit it with the right timing it's like devastating because it'll immediately break their guard and then you just cut them up it's really good during like boss battles if you can hit it like right at the right time um but like for the most part, I would like, like, uh, like, tuck it, like, do the roll, like the dodge roll. Right. Yeah. So yeah. dudes would come at me, and I'm like, dodging, rolling around <laughs> them, and then you hit like your triangle attacks to stagger them, and then you'll uh, just cut them up. Yeah. It's really not that hard once you get the hang of it. Honestly, at the beginning, I was like, God damn it! Like, like I'm getting killed. Get constantly. my ass kicked! Yeah. Like. Once you get all your stances, which is why I say, 
like go for it as soon as possible. Like once you get all your stances and like get your timing down, like it's you get like really OP like super yeah. fast. Like, I've done one Mongol base so far. I did everything stealth except for like the last guy because he's like in his like hut or whatever. There's no real way to like get around him. You kind of mm. have to fight him. Um, so I've only done one so far, and I saw you like fill like the gauge. So I think I need like three more to like fill the circle or something. I don't know how. Right? Many yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, for the first stance, which will be your shield, like uh, killer. Uh, it's like you kill four Mongol leaders. You've killed one. Right. And then after that, it's like six, and then you have to kill like. So it increases eight. as you go yeah. on. So like. It takes a minute, but, like, really the last stance is for, like, brutes. So it's pretty, it's kind of useful, too, because, like, I know that you've probably, have you fought any yet? No, They're just, like, the big, fat fucking Mongols that come. Like, uh, I don't know if I've fought, maybe, like, one. I know I've faced a lot of guys that are, like, big, like, jack dudes that have, like, a giant, like, hammer or something. Yeah, or, like, that's a, a brute. Yeah, okay. that's a brute, yeah. like... Yeah, once you get that stance, no matter what weapon they're holding, you can use that. And, like, basically, Jin does, like, fucking, like, spin kicks. Okay. Like, and you'll just kick them twice, and then, like, they'll their guard will break, and then you can just fucking cut them. And yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I look forward to playing the game. It's going to be the game I play next. I've already started it. Um, so maybe when I finish the game, we will have a further in-depth discussion, maybe get into more elements about the story and stuff. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I, As I said, I just did the one Mongol base where we thought her brother was going to be, but he is, was not there. So we're going somewhere else. Um, oh, God, yeah. I swear to God, they go through like three Mongol bases oh, okay. before they <laughs> find this fucking guy. Okay. I swear to fucking God, it takes forever to find this dude. Right, um, but yeah, if you guys want to hear our discussion when I have finished the game, which shouldn't be, I don't know, it might be about a month, or I mean, how long did it take you to finish the game? I think that if you have a lot of free time, you could do it in, like, not that long. Not that like, long. a few days. It's really not that long. But I mean, also, though, you, like, you're a collector, and you like to fucking... I mean, well, that's, well, what, well, once that's you be- what you claim, right? Well, once you beat the game, can you go back and do stuff, or do you yeah, have to start Yeah, yeah, like I game? said, like, um, so, like... So I might finish the story and then continue to do... Like, once I finish the story, basically. Yeah, once you finish the story, then you can go, like... Basically, when you finish the story, like, I mean, I don't think it's a big spoiler to say that you kill Khan. I Khan. I would assume. <laughs> like, you kill Khan, and, um... Then, like, basically, there's, like, a little bit more, and then, like, credits roll, and then you basically, like, start up again in, like, like a dwelling that you have, and it's basically like, all right, now you need to drive the Mongol forces out of Right, Tsushima. so, yeah, there's still more So, to ba- it'll yeah. just basically, like, at that point, it will, like, automatically load up all the Mongol encampments that you have not done yet. So you can go to them and take them out. Right. Um, yeah, so maybe when I finish the story, we will continue this discussion. Um, but yeah, Miles may be arriving somewhat soon. Um, so we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, and who knows, maybe this will be the episode this week. Maybe it'll be next week. Maybe it'll be for a clip show because I don't really know how long we've been going here. Um 
But yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. Had an interesting discussion. Excited to finish the game. Um, I'll definitely be talking about it with you when I'm done, whether or not it's on the show or not. Um, but yeah, let us know down in the comments below what you guys want to see. Another episode that we're going to be doing soon, we will be discussing your favorite games of all time. We got a few submissions for that, so we will bring you guys up, give you a shout out and all that good stuff in a coming episode. So if you are interested in letting us know what your favorite games of all time are, let us know down in the comments section below. Again, leave us a rating and a review over on Apple Podcasts. Um, subscribe on Spotify, YouTube. On the quest for a thousand subscribers, I think I got like 25-ish more to go. Oof. Maybe like 30 until we get to a thousand. Um, Big deal. Are we going to do like a uh, thousand... Uh, thousand minute podcast 1, marathon sometimes we get close <laughs> <laughs> one thousand how a thousand minutes well, i don't know well I, what's I, a I, thousand I, divided by 60 I, you're asking the wrong guy well, use your calculator you got your phone in your hand let us know in the comments below well, gamers can, if can, you figured this out before he does a thousand minutes two hours that is a 16 hour and six six seven Ooh. So, 16-hour podcast. I feel like that's doable. I mean, if we did a live stream. We could like do a, a thousand, like thousand minute, uh, thousand subscriber live stream special. Where we're just playing, like, fucking Mario Party and Banjo-Kazooie the entire time. Yeah. Like, what? Can we... Deadly what, Premonition, too. Can we 100% <laughs> Deadly Premonition in, in, <laughs> in 16, 16 hours? hours? Oh, my God. That'd be tough. Let us know in the comments below, gamers. If, uh, what game you want us to try and platinum in 16 hours on the stream? To platinum? Yeah. <laughs> in 16 hours? Jesus. 100% it. Uh, Aquadad. Octodad. Have you played Octodad? They're going to pick something <laughs> stupid like Demon's Souls or something that's going to be like nice really try. hard. There's like, no way you can do that in 16 hours. Yeah, Are nice you try. kidding? They're going to be like... Platinum Persona 5 in, in 16 uh, hours. 100 plus like, hour game. Wow, I have to beat the game seven times and get all the different endings. Cool. No. Yeah, nice try. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Um, I heard that there was like this fighting game to like, in order to get the platinum, there was a trophy in it that you had to like beat the game with every character in the game like 300 times for each character. Like, what would that... Like, there's no challenge to that. Like, it's just it's like, just, all right, I'm just going to waste all this it's time. It's just monotonous and, and trash. You know I don't I even mean? know what fighting game it is. It's just like... And trust me, I, w- I will not be platinuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I platinum... I've only platinumed, like, three games. And every time I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to platinum this. It's always like, I have to play the game first. And like I get the feel for the game, and I'm like, really, really like this game. Like, right. it's a really good fucking game. I think I might want to platinum this, and then I'll pull up the trophies and see, and see if it's even feasible. see see what I'm working with here. Because then if it's like, you know, like beat the game 700 times, I'm like, you're like what? Not platinuming this, but you know, if it's something like you only have to beat the game like two or three times. Tw- yeah, or two whatever. or three times, and like you know. The, get like the highest score in this mode or whatever then i'm like all right it's gonna be a little challenging but i think i can do it then i'll I'll, like then i'll try and go for it but it's got to be feasible for me to even consider it yeah um but yeah let us know what we should 100 percent complete on our 16 hour live stream (laughs) yeah it doesn't even have to be a platinum trophy like it could literally be like banjo kazooie or mario 64 
I think we could 100% Mario 64 in like five hours. In five? Uh, maybe, I don't know. We'd have How to... many stars is it? It's like, what, 120 stars? Yeah, but is there other things you need to do to like fully complete it, or is it just getting all the stars? I'm not sure. We might have to look into it, because I know like in... Like in Donkey Kong 64, for example, you have to get... Yeah, you have to get like all the bananas, yeah, all that shit. I understand that, but like in Mario 64, I don't really think there's that many collectibles other than stars. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, the people in the comments will probably know more than we do. Um, But yeah, let us know. And yeah, we're probably going to be recording with Miles at some point if he decides to come. So we're going to wrap this up. This may be this week's episode. This may be a backup episode at some point in the future. But either way, we will see you at some point in the future. And this is Buddy the Bruiser. I'm signing off. And I will catch your ass down the road, gamers.